0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Carolyn, who is a Army brat. So, Carolyn, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, like we were just saying a few minutes ago, we have completely different experiences of what it's like growing up in the military. So, kind of give me an overview of what it was like
1: for you. Well, we moved a lot, and I was very young, so I don't think I sensed that until I was in high school. My parents' most favorite place was in Alaska. I, they had great friends. They enjoyed the camaraderie. Um, to this day, my 92 year old mother will still say those were her favorite experiences. Um, the first visit to uh, Fort Hood, Texas was okay because that's when my mom had me. The second visit was when my dad went to Vietnam. Wow. And it's surprising how things change in a family simply by knowing, you know, when I wrote The Knock, I kept asking my mother for pictures and her comment was that wasn't a happy time. Yeah. So the family pictures are pre or post. Wow. And you don't get that as a kid until you're an adult. Yeah. And you have children of your own and then you sense the hardships, and the departures, and what that meant to families. And God bless my mother for being so strong, because she held the family together. And that's what military spouses do.
0: Yeah, it's a hard role to fill. And you have to hold the family together, no matter what season of life you're in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and The story, The Knock, is really a tribute to my parents and their bond and their love and how they got all of us through that transition of going everyday military to recuperation in the hospital to where are we going to retire now? What's the next step? Right. And they stuck together and they did it.
0: Yeah, cuz Vietnam was a really rough time for the military and the military community and just living through that yeah. is is hard enough on itself and dealing with the the hardships of coming back home and facing what is back home the kind of war back home of you know, why of negativity
1: we, and yeah. why are we there? Yeah. And not feeling that patriotism that they should have felt. Right.
0: Because they
1: didn't ask to go, it was their job.
0: Yeah. My grandpa served in Vietnam and, you know, would say coming back home like they were spit on. And yeah. that, that was just a really rough time to be yeah. in the US military.
1: My father had a couple of purple hearts, and I think he tossed them.
0: Wow. And that's a huge honor to have as well. Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. But I commend you and your family for, for sticking through that and for, you know, your encouragement to write The Knock and have Thank it for you. other families and children to help them along the way.
1: Right. Thank you so much for saying that. I was a classroom teacher for 35 years. And at the end, I saw a lot of parental separation in public schools. Those staff members dealt with it the best they could, but they didn't have resources or a book to help to really explain the situation. We had parents who were separated through divorce. We also had incarceration. And we have in New Hampshire, we have an opioid epidemic and we had parents passing. So this was a book written about my experience and how I dealt with it and that, yes, if you find communication, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but it, it's, it has that historical military background to it, but you could separate that and use it in a classroom for any kind of difficult discussions. Right. It also helps kids who do not understand the military. It will help them appreciate what all those uh, service men and women do.
0: Yeah, it's so hard to explain to a civilian child Mm -hmm. what it's like growing up in the military or having really? a, a family member in the military even that being a brother or a sister and so having something to kind of tie that relationship and say hey no like here's like a little glimpse at least of to what life is like being a military child um I think it's so important for them to gain that understanding because I hear from so many military children who, attend public schools and not deodea schools that they kind of get kind of pushed to the corner because all the civilian kids look at them and say oh you're gonna move in a couple years so Mm -hmm. there's no reason to befriend
1: you right and i felt growing up um that every time i made a friend it was time to move yeah you know So, yeah, I do feel for those kids.
0: Right. And I know for me growing up, it was still hard to to find communication back with my friends because, you know, I was 12 and social media Mm -hmm. wasn't a thing and nobody wanted to write letters. And, you know, I didn't have a phone where I could, you know, just text back and forth with my friends and you know, Skype was just becoming a thing. So it was still hard to keep communication back and forth between my friends. And, you know, times have changed to where it's a lot easier to communicate with your friends. But Absolutely. I couldn't yeah. imagine growing up yeah. in those times where really the only form of communication you had was a letter, which took forever to send.
1: We got one letter a month. Wow. With pictures. And then my mother would take pictures of us. So my dad would see us growing and that's how they communicated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's intense and, you know, times have changed and we're able to communicate much better. Um, There are so many spouses who can still FaceTime or video chat with their spouse who are on, you know, on deployments, which is incredible. Um, and I'm so, so glad that we're have evolved to times like that. But it's still so challenging to have lived through times where you couldn't communicate. Um, I couldn't talk to my dad while he was on deployment. My mom got a couple emails. I got a letter. Um, he was only over there for about four months before he got injured but still you know four months and one letter is is a lot of time to not hear from a parent who you know you love and grow up with and it's it's hard to look back on those times and then be like why didn't we have this technology back then
1: yes I don't think it's I mean, communication certainly helps and you accept what happens to your loved one. It's the unknowing. Yeah. You know, not uh, not knowing what's going on. You know, in Vietnam, was such a different world.
0: Right. Yeah. You you know,
1: really- at the time, we didn't understand what was going on. All we did was watch the news. And all I remember were the protests.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really didn't know what was happening until you got the news. And, you know, sometimes, I I mean, even to this day, it's hard to trust the news. And so you're looking at the U.S. perspective of it, of seeing all the protests and seeing how negative this, you know, event really is. And seeing that, you know, we shouldn't be over there and why are we in this war and not seeing the actual, you know, day by
1: day of what's going on over there. And that's why I feel so badly for those vets, any vet. They should all be honored when they come home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And those uh, organizations like Honor Flight and uh so many other different organizations helping to honor vietnam veterans specifically is just incredible
1: absolutely
0: yeah times have definitely changed to where we're we're more understanding of of what really happened during that era and being thankful and being appreciative of it
1: yeah i hope so yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: and can you give listeners kind of a brief overview of the knock and where they can purchase it. The knock can be
1: purchased through Amazon or you can go to Ingram Spark um, Barnes and Noble has it too on their website. The knock is two levels. I wrote the first level, entered it in a contest, the Chanticleer, won a first place, but was told, write it for middle school, and it will be received better. So what they didn't tell me when they gave me that comment was that I only had two weeks.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Get it done and to re-enter the contest. So what I did was I emailed them and said, I welcome the challenge. I will do this. I <laughs> made it a little bit of time. So they, ex- they extended the contest for me. Um, it turns out that Kiefer Brown was is a military brat and wanted the story at a higher level And just found a quirky little way to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the difference between the two books is level one is for children, six to eight. Level two is for children, nine to 12. Nine to 12 has more connections while you're reading, more higher level thinking, Um. And more history. They're both, they're both the same topic as just level one is written for younger children. And Chanticleer was right. The second level book, actually both books took home top prizes the following year.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Congratulations for having thank it.
1: Thank you. Born. Thank you. You know, the background was there. I just had to put my teacher hat on <laughs> and think about those higher levels and get it to the editor and, pro, you know, and process to them. And I, I actually I did that in two weeks.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I great. ignored my family. <laughs> I'm sure that's great that you have that uh, teacher backgrounds to give that perspective to the books and to share it with mm-hmm. other children.
1: Mm-hmm. The books are written with best practices in mind. They have questions at the end, and some of them are literal, and some of them are inferential. And it's to get kids to think um, about the history, the concept of the book. And how it applies to them.
0: Right. Yeah, because like you no. said earlier, there are so many different applications that the book can mm-hmm. have, uh, mm-hmm. not just to military families. So it's important to for kids to be able to see themselves. Uh, I've noticed a lot of children just enjoy to be able to see themselves in in a character or in a you know a stuffed animal and see kind of like some sort of a representation of themselves um in a book and something that they can they can kind of be proud of themselves.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And the last thing I want to ask you is what advice would you have to military children? I know it's a different time period um from when you grew up during the Vietnam War, but What advice would you tell another military child?
1: Embrace the transitions because you will grow and you will mature. And don't be afraid to seek out help if you need it.
0: It's so important to, while it's having a hard time, you know, transitioning from base to base to base to base, um, it's important to look at the positives of it and to, exactly. to embrace everything you can while you're there. Because it's only so often a lot of kids, you know, um, have the experience of living in Germany. And, you
1: know, take That's that it. experience while you can
0: because exactly. it's going to be gone and you'll miss it one day.
1: Yeah. it as a surprising journey of friendship and adventure.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's so it's such an adventure and you never know what's going to happen each and every day. And I mean, you just take it day by day. And that's thats really the only way you'll get through this kind of lifestyle.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yes,
0: absolutely. Well, where can listeners connect with you? You mentioned where to find the book. Well, where can listeners connect with you?
1: They can go to my website, Watkinsbooks.com. They can also find me on Instagram as Carolyn Watkins Books. And they can find me on Facebook. I am on Pinterest too. <laughs> awesome. I love Pinterest.
0: <laughs> I, I I think many people love Pinterest, including myself. I've always thought of just taking a step and creating a Pinterest account for the podcast. But I have so many That's social media That's a good suggestion. Accounts. It's a little daunting, but maybe one day it'll happen now that I've actually said it too.
1: Good for you. Good for you for doing this, Gracie. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for being on, Carolyn. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace with Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie That's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at wwwg dot org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.